In the beginning, there was not one universe, but many. With many worlds almost exactly like Earth. Here to report on those many worlds is the Multiversal News with Greg Leinweber. Good to have you back here today with the Multiversal News. I've got two uh, very creative people here on the show. I'm sure you're going to love and enjoy this show. Uh, I'm speaking with Lorraine Montaigne, Montez, I'm sorry, I'm sorry and, and Ben James, um, uh, who are working with um, Abundant Productions to bring us um, uh, their vision of a new movie that they want to create called... Why don't you guys go ahead and take this away? I feel tongue-tied at the moment. Stop requested. Yes. Stop requested. Uh, I feel tongue-tied because I'm in awe of you guys' great uh, uh, creative potential. Aw, shucks. Okay. Well, I just want to get that out of the way. Now, Stop Requested, uh, could you tell me a little bit about how you came up with the vision for this type of movie? What kind of movie is it, and how did you guys develop it? Is this a one vision for one person, or is it a group project? What started out is uh, Lorraine's story, and so you want to tell a little about your story originally, how you had it? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a really nice little short, kind of had the Oprah feel to it. Um, Jess has always been the lead character. She's a very troubled young woman. Young woman, you have to put the young in there, isn't that good? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so in denial. Um, but she, uh, she's had a past. In the original story, she lost the love of her life, and it was really all about trying to reconnect with life itself. It was a, it was a, a beautiful Oprah chick flick kind very of lifetime. short, very life-affirming. And then I made the horrible mistake of handing it over to Ben James and our partner, Ben Andrews. Ah, uh, yes who decided it wouldn't be Oprah anymore. Oh, boy. Okay. And the beauty of it, of course, was they were right, because it's a much better script. Goodbye, Life Channel. Hello, Chill Channel. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> Goodbye, Lifetime. Hello, Showtime. Okay. All right. So well, now Ben can kind of update you on where it is now. Okay. So they took your baby and... We spanked it. Okay. Okay. We, I was going to say they something. They spanked else. it hard and long. We violated it in they every way possible. Hard and long. Circumcised, I assume. I would hope so. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, well, you got to tie the Bible in somewhere. I think that's a good place to start. Okay. All right. Now, uh, the of course, uh, being a student of the Bible myself, I, I've always looked for the influence. Um, that, now, when you're writing the book, uh, how how much uh, influence do you feel from the biblical works inside the story? There's a story about vampires, but I also notice from reading the script that there's references the, to the certain vampires angels. Is the vampires is the other one. Pardon? Vampires is bloodletter. Bloodletter blood is the vampire one. Oh, this well, one doesn't yet. That's it. We could put vampires. We could put vampires. In, we should put vampires. You know what? That's what everything. it was missing. Vampires well, I, and zombies. I thought that was what was in there. Belial was just one of those vampires, but he's a demon, right? Oh yeah, Belial is an Old Testament name for the devil. Well, he's one of them. Actually, Belial, if I'm not mistaken, was one of the demons of an old mythology. He wasn't the devil himself. Well, that's really kind of gets confusing. Yeah. Well, that's non-biblical, but biblical, yeah, he's, was, that was another name for. But it. actually, either way you look at that. He fits that. Wow, yeah, that's Bill, true. Bill yeah. fits that character. Bill is 
Bill is more than just one thing, just as Benjamin is more than just one thing. But yeah. together, they make up sort of the yin and yang of balance within the universe. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah we're so whatever uh, uh, evil uh, presses your um, life in one direction, goodness can tend to balance it in another direction. Uh, whenever you got people screwing with you, there's always somebody going to be helping you out. It's been the story of my life, uh, <laughs> uh, although I don't think I've uh, had any demons directly contact me uh, like uh, Jess Oh, has. just give it time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I live in Seattle. Um, all right, uh, maybe you could talk about, uh, now, I've only read the first 16 pages. Uh, you told me a little earlier, before the interview, uh, that um, this was going to be a full-length movie. Yep, that's uh, correct. Now, from what I gathered at first, uh, there's a lot of dream sequences that uh, that you don't know if they're real or not. It's a very subtle um, mixture of dream landscape and reality. Uh, I assume this is on purpose uh, to create that otherworldly kind of feel. Yeah, very much so. It's it's meant to to illustrate Jess's break with reality I guess you could say and and also yeah. to, to illustrate the influence of, of other people coming into her life or coming into her consciousness yeah so we have another character in the form of, of, of Ava who's a young woman who intrudes Jess's consciousness in the middle of the night uh, Jess wakes up and somebody's singing a hymn in her shower yeah, that's kind of weird. I kind of got the feeling that she was having memory blackouts, that uh, maybe she, oh. she had uh, been... Am I reading too much into this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> Actually, you're doing exactly what we're hoping all audiences will do. Oh. Stop Requested is very much set up to be a combination of something like The Medium and Lost, Ghost Whisperer. There's a little bit of Inception in there, um, a little bit of Constantine in there. And what we really want to do is engage the audience from that universal storyline appeal that we have going, which has so much depth and breadth that we still have to explore, and yet make sure along the way that we can yank them out of that and into something that's going to be pertinent to the story but surprise them yeah. all at the same yeah. time. Because we, we like to give audiences more credit than the formulaic things that you usually see coming out of LA. We want to make something that's going to be entertaining, but also is really going to pull them in and be intriguing. Yeah. It's it's so very hard nowadays to uh, be surprised by any kind of, I mean, people can predict plots a mile off, you know, after being subjected to years and years of TV plot lines. That's why, as uh, speaking as a member of the audience out here, which I am sometimes, I always love being lied to and misled by the writers and by the movie <laughs> and uh, being su surprised by that because, and it's great when that happens. It's not easy to do. So, uh, you know, this type of uh, art gets increasingly hard. That's why I, I love the, the uh, quasi-dream sequences. It sounds like blackouts are happening uh, to, to the lady and she's uh, meeting people. And also the, the Belial and her, and, uh, and, and his, excuse me, uh, um, uh, adversary, I guess I should say, or friend, depending on how you look at it, they have kind of a friendly relationship like a, a prosecutor and a defense lawyer might have in, in and out of a courtroom. Uh, they, they, they're adversaries, but they, they're kind of friendly about it. And the people they play with are like pawns. It's, it's kind of, a, well, kind of like real life. Uh, is that intended? Yeah, that was, the, that was the point of those two characters. Actually, those, that 
that dynamic was kind of a late add, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think oh. it surprised all of us, actually. Yeah, because I think I wrote that when I was drunk. Oh. And I, like most of my stuff. Did you have a blackout when it happened? <laughs> I, I could have. Yes, and when he woke up, that's what went into the script. Oh, <laughs> yes, very much so. Well, well the, those those demons know how to write themselves in any script, don't they? <laughs> well, that's that's part of the deeper. You know, when we talk about a mythology, that's part of the deeper mythology of Stop Requested. You know, we had we had the sweet story that Lorraine had, and then then I just start beating on it. Ben starts beating on it, and we start oh. just digging back and back and back and plugging in. We've plugged in Norse mythology, wow. runeology, if that's a word. I don't know that a word. Uh, you know, I didn't notice that, but uh, that's how subtle the script is. Numerology, and there's hidden clues throughout all of it. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, yes. Lots of hidden clues. Yeah, you can find, you, when, uh, when we film it, you'll be able to find clues on each character as to their role. Yeah. By symbols or runes. Oh, that's um, right. She wakes up and sees the time on the clock, and it's three thirty-three and three thirteen and stuff, and then mm -hmm. that gives you an indication of what the scene is going to be like. Yeah. I, I've studied numerology a little bit. I understand what three thirteen is could be bad business. You know, it's a. I have no idea what that means. Oh, at all. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> well, I don't either, but I don't think any of us really do. But uh, numerology has always been one of those kind of subjects that's. You know, even though I might not believe it, I still use it out of reflex sometimes when I'm writing scripts or something. I'll put it in there without even thinking about it, just because it's fun to do. It's fun to see if uh, any other numerologist is going to notice it out there. Well, and I think it for us with the numerology, it's it's more just along the lines of staying within the mythologies that you see around the Norman, the, the, the Norse mythologies, the Bible, all of these different religious sects, you know, you see a lot of power around the number 13 and a lot of power around threes. And a lot of yeah. times it has to do with the third eye or things that are going on in that direction. And also so, 33. Yes, and so that's why you see a lot of that planted in Stop Request uh, as Clues. Oh, oh, I love this stuff. Oh, <laughs> God, how I love this stuff. Okay, now, obviously, uh, there's there's elements of Christianity. Belial is an obvious uh, Christian icon, whether he's a demon or uh, Satan himself. There are a number of, of uh, demons that uh, have different names. Uh, Beelzebub and is sometimes called Satan. Sometimes he's a demon, and it changes. But uh, I'm not going to go into that right now. But um, uh, the question I'm trying to, to ask is, what is your own personal uh, experience with Christianity? Uh, oh, Lord. Let me give him a second to take a breath uh, so he can explain his, because it's okay, go, really wild. So I grew up in a family that was by default Southern Baptist, although it wow. was never really part of my family. I grew up with a mother who was very intuitive, very psychic. So she was reading Edgar Cayce long ago, and she, she reads the original tarot cards, which is the playing deck. She was, she was just a very metaphysical, spiritually hooked-in person. So my experience growing up was just sort of very open and tolerant of all religions and, wow. and just finding a spiritual connection that was strong for me. However, Ben's experience was a little yeah. What? Okay. What's, wrong, what's wrong with my experience? Um, so I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness. Wow. And, um, okay. So eventually I became, you know, a minister or on the board of directors. They call that an elder, like uh, Mormons have did, elders. Or did whatever. you go to school to become a minister? Um, it's they self-accredit. 
you know, they oh, have their own okay. schools. It's, it's a little easier as a Jehovah's Witness to get Oh, that. yeah, it's like you can, it's oh, like becoming okay. a car salesman. So it's like that's... becoming a doctor in Guatemala. Right. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, you can't come to the United States and be a doctor. Oh, you know, okay, but that... you could certainly Jehovah Witness. Oh, of course, yeah. So, so I did that for a number of years and um, studied the Bible very deeply, even even more than Jehovah's Witnesses do. And they, uh, they study it like like nobody else it's but probably the biggest test your christianity is to actually read the bible so the more yeah. i read the bible and the more i studied it the less i believed in anything yes i i had i've had a similar trajectory myself i think i've read the bible through about four times and and uh i think the fourth time i began to realize you know this is really <laughs> what a bunch of horseshit yeah uh this <laughs> this god guy's crazy yeah well i the the bible the god comes across Sorry, no offense, Holy Father. As a petulant little three-year-old gets pissed off whenever you, so, you, you don't worship him just He's right. a very you know, needy little bastard. Yeah, but you know, we all know that you can't create the universe uh -huh. as complex and wonderful. Well, look at all the key. And be that petty. It just well, right. doesn't add up. But Well, and that's fine. I, I guess I don't have a problem so. with that. I'm like that. But, I mean... Yeah. And it's it's great if you're on the winning side, right? Uh, I guess if you're if you're a Jew and you're you know a Hebrew and you're storming through I Canaan, saying, yeah. slaughtering women and children, taking their land. Uh, well, what if you're yeah. a Canaanite and you've been worshiping Baal for the last four thousand years, and here comes you know four million people storming through there, saying you're worshiping a false god, and we're going to rape your wife, and you and said not to say take your cattle. I, but it's in the Bible. <laughs> Okay, this is fine. Uh, yeah. Well, but, yeah. but if you're Canaanite, it sucks. That's all I'm saying. That's why I, well, I couldn't right. deal with it anymore. Right. It's, uh, yeah, if you're on the I'm, wrong side, you're but screwed. But I think that that's also the interesting, interesting thing, because that's part of the messaging in Stop Requested as well. It's exactly. Not, Stop that's... Requested isn't like necessarily about religion bashing or belief bashing, but it really is about how people take everything in the world and twist it yes. and how it's very easy for someone like a Bill or Belial to come into your life and take what you know instinctually is good and pure which is if we could just respect everybody and be considerate of everyone and be self-accountable we'd all be fine exactly. and he takes those souls and he just he pretzels them and he turns yeah. them and locks them in on themselves so that they're unable to see anything else Right, and now, now isn't Benjamin kind of doing this too, or is he doing it for a more uh, uplifting reason? <laughs> well, well, he's an adversary of Belial, but uh, isn't he also doing it, or is he? Well, we don't really find out in the first sixteen pages, do we? No, we don't. I was wondering about that. Well, but, uh, Benjamin's an, uh, an angelic figure. Yeah, you know, he's a he's a god figure, yeah. that, uh, as opposed to Bill, who's the uh, who's a devil figure. Yeah, and Benjamin's interesting because he's he's also death. He's death. He's also death. So. Oh, he's dead. No, yeah, no, he's no. no. He's the death. embodiment of death. Oh, he's but death. But not as we think of death in our Western culture. Well, death can mean change. Yes, exactly, uh, yeah. and that's yeah. that's really what he is. It's, okay. There's no such thing as death or rebirth. There simply is the progression, and that's what he represents. The Hindus uh, think of life as constant change. Who flame is? We're like flame. We're constantly burning and, and changing and twisting around. They're, their idea of heaven is stopping the wheel of constant change, and change is so frightening or something. But, you know, I kind of like it myself, but uh, that's a personal choice, of course. <laughs> now, let's get back to the movie itself. And I wanted to talk about the uh, Christian underpinnings. And, of course, we all have our way of dealing with 
the the culture that we that we're born with. And I think you guys did a good job of doing it, but of course we can't spend a whole lot talking about religion or this would be a religious talk show instead of a movie. I thought it was a religious talk show. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got him here. <laughs> I have to go burn okay. an abortion clinic later. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we are. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, was that out of line? Was that too much? No. Oh. <laughs> not for this show. <laughs> yeah, not for this show. I, th right. I think we just called God a petty three-year-old. After that, anything oh, goes. Right. No. If you buy me a Philly cheesesteak from across the street, I'll uh, I'll totally forgive you. And I won't censor anything. <laughs> we haven't yes. started the cursing yet. Yes, my producer is God. Uh, that, that that means you got to buy me shots of double or uh, drinks of double Jamesons. Oh, for I every curse word you say. I thought that's, that's the only reason I showed up. Yeah, oh, so okay. All right. Well, uh, now getting back to the movie one more time, I, I wanted to to talk about it. now. Is is there going to be um, is the movie is is like a psychological. Uh, thriller, as, as it was said, and it's really kind of interesting when it comes to a battle between good and evil. You, it tends to be more cut and paste comic. When you're doing it this way, you're you're adding a lot of more depth to it. Uh, I assume the hero and the bad guy are all going to be kind of mixture. Is there going to be any kind of good uh, aspect to, to Bill? Is he going to be providing anything, or just taking and mutating and twisting? Well, well, Bill's the embodiment of chaos. Yeah. Ah, so, okay. so, so Bill is like the ultimate hedonist. Okay. He enjoys everything about manifesting himself as a human. E every, every little thing, pleasure, pain, all of it. Okay, so it's more like a force of nature rather than being right. just evil. It's just a, a selfish... Yeah, Bill isn't uh, necessarily evil. Yeah, okay. All right, he's just uh, into sensations. Yeah, and his, his power is stronger than that of Benjamin's at the time of the story, Yeah, which is why Benjamin activates Jess, because Jess is the key to sorting their battle out. Oh, okay, so Jess has a lot of undiscovered potential power herself. Yeah, that, Jess, uh, that Jess, she has to yeah Jess actually has the... And her whole family line has the ability to heal people oh. is one of the things she's able to do. Wow. Now, I want to talk about one of the scenes that I, I read there. There's a scene where all the windows of this bus shatter and all the people are frozen still in time. Uh, and uh, then, uh, of course, ben, ben and Bill start yakking it up with each other about uh, like a defense attorney and a prosecutor would do in the middle after they're outside of the courtroom. Uh, when they're in the courtroom, of course, you know, they're, they're, they're adversaries. But here they are just almost almost have a friendly kind of a relationship to each other. Now, exactly how they do put it back together, but is this relationship going to continue or are they going to come to blows at some time? Or is that a secret? <laughs> well, it's kind of a secret. Um, yeah, they, they are adversaries. Okay. But they're also two sides of the same coin. Oh. Okay. They're okay. brothers, if you will. I see. They're okay. older than the universe itself. Oh, of course. But uh, yeah, they've they've battled over the years. So one of the one of the lines in the movie, if you can pick it out, they refer to something that happened two thousand years ago where they oh. battled one another. Oh, I see. So that that uh, I see. So they're at least uh, fourteen billion years old. Well, unless you're a creationist, then they're like 7,000 years oh, old. Oh, okay. Well, 7,000, What's the difference, right? Yeah, I mean, they're basically, they're timeless. Timeless. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wonder if, uh, 
scientists will ever change their opinion of the universe being 14 billion years old. Probably not. I, it seems fairly conclusive right now, but, uh, you know, when I get a scientist on here in the future, I'll, I'll ask them about that. It's, it's 7,000 years old. 7,000? Or six, I'm sorry. With six? Creation. Right, with a creation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, who knows? I don't know. Uh, I wasn't there when it happened. I'm, uh, as far as I know... Um, Actually, Greg, you were... Uh, well, my memory only goes back to uh, ah. See, now that's what you, now that's what you need to tap into. Yeah, I got your the, universal memory. Not, me- not your not your. Well, did you have the same memory. suit? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I was born in a, in a three piece suit, actually two piece. And I, I interviewed my mother after uh, right at birth, and uh, my father, and then asked him what it was like to give birth to a talk show host. No, that's not really how it had turned out. Actually, I was doing I, some I scream therapy. You? you know, they spanked my butt when I came out. Do you know he spanked my butt right before we came in here? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's, well, that's a ritual that we... Up, uh, they get you in the mood <laughs> No, it's an ab- He'll probably spank yours before we're done. It's an abundant productions ritual that we engage in. Do we want to cue into that DVD uh, oh, now? Right. Is that the right, right time, wrong time? When well, we yeah, there's spanking in that, too. Yeah. I, I kind of got distracted by the, uh, spanking. the excitement that I'm going to be experiencing. Go ahead and play that. Let's play those videos. Do you want to give an intro to it and let yeah. us know a little bit what it is? We'll yeah. let them do it. Go ahead and play that, and meanwhile, we'll... Uh, when that's playing, we'll uh, have some fun here in the in the studio. Okay, that scares me a little. But um, so basically, you're going to see a couple of trailers of some of the other projects that we have produced, co-produced, co-written, partnered with other people, and then you're going to see our Indiegogo Indiegogo video from Stop Requested. And we do ask you to go visit the site. It's at indiegogo.com/stoprequested. You can also follow us on Twitter at Your Stop and Facebook on Stop Requested the Movie. All right. Without further ado, we're going to get another video right now. Whoop it up.
Quested is a metaphysical thriller that uh, involves the soul, fate, pain, sorrow, and even rebirth. Jess is a very special character in Stop Requested. Uh, she is sort of the protagonist. She's the one that starts everything off on the journey that the people around her and she are about to take. It's a story about a woman who has to connect to survive. So she's a woman who suffered a loss and she's completely shut down. She has to connect to people to save her life and to save other people's lives. Through Line French character is survival. They're all trying to figure out how to make it through, and each because they have a different agenda, that's what creates the conflict. I find the relationships between the characters very compelling. These are people who are broken, they're, they're busted, and they're, they're thrust together in a way that's, that's very awkward, it's very uncomfortable. This is a great film. It's not the usual stuff. We've spent a lot of time, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. It's going to shock you. We're going to promise you a great film for your support. Check back frequently for updates. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, really. Give us your money. Thank you for making this great film a reality. No. That's nice. <laughs> Hey, hey, did we get oh, a, did we oh, get you guys sorry. spanking back there? Uh, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. It's exactly what uh -huh, you think. It's exactly what I thought. And not now in front of the audience. Okay. All right. Uh, well. Uh, well. Where were we? Uh, okay. Now about uh, this this uh, stop requested. Um, he's so he's uh, so considerate well, as a host. I, yeah. I just want to say that. I do anything for my guests. Very, very accommodating. Okay. I saw that. Um, no. I got to watch. It's not hard to be accommodating with you. All right, cool. Oh, uh, is there any uh, physical humor in the, in the movie? Uh, I'm always a great fan of physical um, humor. Physical humor. Um, well, yeah, Jess, Jess has, Jess has uh, like, tics and, and things that she does to avoid touching people. And uh, Benjamin as well, oh, he, okay. right. he comes across as being like Asperger's or something? Yeah, he's very odd, very yeah, okay. odd. And there's a scene in there between the two of them that's pretty funny. Well, it's really kind of funny. Comedy and um, and uh, a tragedy are almost impossible to keep pure. You can't keep comedy out of tragedy anywhere you can keep tragedy out of uh, comedy. You kind of need tragedy to set the comic timing. But in this movie, of course, it's not a comedy, so therefore the comedy is going to kind of slowly uh, be in the, in the background a little bit. Now, speaking of background, the most wonderful thing about any movie is creating the background milieu. 
and then this is what you guys probably worked on first. What was your first desire as a as the milieu and when you came up with this? I kind of know what I thought about that. Um, you know, the only thing I can say for me that was really important as I was doing this was the bus took on a character of its own. And one of the things that was very important for me when I was writing was I did a lot of writing on the bus because I oh. did a lot of commuting at the time. And in fact, that's where the title comes from because you see the buses around here. You oh. ding in and it says stop requested. I didn't know that. <laughs> that's actually yeah. news to me. Yeah. Oh. Some of them just have stop. Yeah. But a lot of the larger ones have stop requested. And, you know, I don't know. It's changed so much from where it originally came. It's hard to say where... We just ended up with this really odd conglomeration. I remember one day I was talking to Ben on the phone, and I said, you know, we seem to be kind of moving in this biblical sort of direction. What if we change the names of the characters to kind of match biblical references? And yeah. and then I was real sorry I did that, because uh -oh. to me it was going <laughs> to just be like, well, we'll call this one this and this one this. And oh then all of a sudden Ben boy. James was like, no, we can't call her. We can't call that one Eva because you know she doesn't really represent the embodiment of Eve. We need to call her Rachel or Miriam because. Uh. And then he starts going into this huge. Di I had I know very little about the Bible, but I've been quite educated between Ben James and Ben Andrews on many biblical references that I wish I didn't didn't, didn't even care about it. <laughs> yeah, and now I feel like just a big old sinner. Oh boy. Okay. Now? Uh, so this is this brings up the, the the concept of writing in a team. Uh, do you uh, prefer to write in a team or? or no. Okay. Okay. It's horrific. It it's, is. It's it really is. hard for us to write as a team. Well, I, I got to tell you that it looks like a very interesting movie, and uh, I don't know if uh, that means anything to you, but I'm glad that you're willing to go through the pain of doing this to create this really remarkable kind of a new noir that uh, I w wasn't expecting at all. It's, it's really got some interesting twists to it. And it, it kind of comes from teamwork. You know, I'm a... I'm a it does. Leader. I'm only half-joking, actually. It's... Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's brutal. Half-joking. It is brutal. because And the reason it's brutal is because we're all very passionate. We all have different writing styles when we write. And... But it's... The, we all have huge egos. We all have huge egos. And um, I, I think the big <laughs> thing, though, that... that has been able to get us through is a we don't hold on to things so the you know when it comes to egos they can be there but when we all recognize that some idea that someone else has come up with is brilliant you can't deny it and so you just have to learn to let go of what you may have been thinking and move in that person's direction and you also walk away from it realizing you're going to have those natural tensions but you're still you treat each other with respect and consideration and you're good writing partners and your friends and you, you you let it go you know as you're moving through it and the one thing we all have in common is we're, we're all focused on a bigger picture and a better story through that collaboration okay I wanted to reserve this part of the show to talk about uh, what you guys have done in the past I love the uh, concept of stop requested but I want to get some time to talk about some of the other stuff Ben, you uh, sent me a, a script for a, a cool movie that I would love to see produced, and I'll be more than happy to help in th this creating this uh, wonderful, what could be a, a masterpiece. Uh, that is called uh, Bloodletter. Uh, uh, you want to briefly uh, fill the, uh, the audience in in this possibility? 
Well, uh, Blood Letter is a story uh, Ben Andrews had um, for some years, actually, and he he had a lot of it, a lot of it down, and he that's actually how I got started writing. He it was like, hey, look at this thing, it's really cool, and I'm like, okay. yeah, it's pretty cool. He's like, you want to help write it? And I'm like, all right, <laughs> so <laughs> sucker, so, yeah, sucker. <laughs> so so we we got going on that, but um, it's it's it is a vampire flick, but it's uh, yeah. it's like uh, what do I want to say? It's like Braveheart, The Matrix. There's angels. Yes, I, I noticed that the battle scenes are very Braveheart. Yeah, uh, it was kind of modeled after that. But what I was most impressed with is it's right in the middle of the film when I'd always read the script, I was already interested enough. You created this a wonderful society. I, I don't know if this was Ben or you. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, originally Ben. Uh, that was Ben's idea, and then I like uh, like elaborated on it or whatever. The, the society we're talking about, folks, is one where the vampires and humans get along with each other. The vampires don't kill the humans; they just they give them money to buy their blood, and they have some sort of economic system here based yeah. on uh, on like uh, well, it's like cows and humans. Uh, talking cows uh, uh, having a relationship with each other and, and buying and selling milk with each other and uh, yeah that's a that's a line from the film that, so uh, how the vampires come up with the money to buy the blood do they like lift up heavy objects for the humans or <laughs> i don't something? know they'll set up shop they'll i don't know they'll get a job they'll, oh okay so yeah. vampires are probably good with uh economics or something or uh, accounting or yeah they're, or they're like people just you know it's <laughs> weird. Well, yeah. Corey, Remember, they live Corey. a long time, too, so they have a Corey. long time to oh, acquire things. Oh, okay. So, uh, uh, so that's a very interesting concept there. Now, I also want to start to, to talk about some of the, the history that you have, that you guys have. Um, now, uh, Ben, you, uh, uh, these are finished movies, I suspect. I have a list here. Solus, mm -hmm. um, uh, Vive, Viv, Viv, oh. That one's in development. in development. That's actually um, Lorraine and uh, Lisa Coronado's movie. Wow, God, how many movies are you guys working on? A lot. Okay, okay, so, but uh, I take it uh, Stop Requested is the one you're working on right now. That the that's the one we're. Yeah, the Stop Requested isn't the one that's in pre-production, and it's the one that we're giving the most attention to. So Solus is complete, Blood Letters complete, Viv, The Harvester, and Director's Cut all have conceptions done mostly on them, and we're now workshopping them and pulling them into scene structures. But one of the things that we want to do, and one of the reasons we brought Ben James on board, is we want to have as many offerings in as many different areas as we can wow. as we're okay. working within the film I production see. company. And, and Ben's too humble to say this, but I will tell you that to my knowledge, aside from just some basic education classes in English, Ben didn't really do any script writing until a couple of years ago, and he's actually, I hate him, because he's the most naturally talented yeah. screenwriter I have ever seen. He's just, amazingly it, prolific, and he can write in any genre that's out there. Wow, very good, Ben. That's, uh, Why, that's, thank you. Tell me more about me. Uh, well, <laughs> no, well, it's your humble uh, upbringing is probably. Yeah, so, so much for the humble. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that, obviously light on that uh, one. Yeah, that it, one went out the window. I can smell fake humility. He's <laughs> faking it, folks. Okay. Uh, now, um, I uh, let's. I want to take a moment here to do a little fundraising for Stop Requested. If you out there want to give some money to Stop Requested, 
please do. I will donate an hour of my time on this show to talk about whatever you want to do if you will give Stop Requested $10,000. Oh, That's nice. right. $10,000. You can come on to my show. You can spank me on the camera Woo. if you wish. It's supple. Wow. <laughs> At live, or you can do whatever you want to to me physically <laughs> for one hour. It's going to be humiliating. And I have to watch this, right? I can't do this uh, blindfolded. You're the uh, producer, Darren. Okay. Nut yeah. up, Sally. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> you just up. have to set up the camera and close your eyes and put some earplugs in. It's going to be horrific. But uh, yeah. And we will be selling tickets to the event. Yes. Okay. All right. Ten thousand dollars. Who's with me? Who wants an hour of my time? <laughs> Who wants an hour of Greg, baby? Yeah. We'll find out if I'm worth ten thousand pretty soon. <laughs> I think I am, but I can't afford myself right now. Does that include but... ten thousand pesos? Oh yeah. Mm, only in that alternate universe with uh, okay. <laughs> The, the United States of Mexico has conquered the world in one World War II. Okay. Got about seven minutes, Greg. Uh, seven minutes? Seven okay, minutes. Okay, we've got not very much time. Okay, uh, Lorraine, I would like to, I've always wanted to ask you about uh, some of the stuff you've done before. Um, the Marigolds, what you're doing there, you are, what is your role with the Marigolds? Mm -hmm. Divine Marigolds, I play um, the mother, okay. Ruby Marigold. Um, she's pretty wacky. Okay. What do you want to say about her? Well, that's good. You're sort of like uh, uh, typecast. Uh, <laughs> Sally Hart and uh, uh, Sally Field and that, that brothers and sisters. TV yeah, show. yeah, kind of. She's a very free spirit. She she very much loves her family. I think she's kind of the one that sort of is the glue of the family and keeps them together. But being a free spirit, she does have a tendency to go off on her own little tangents. She has absolutely no idea of her own sexuality, which is pretty funny. Oh, um, wow, really? I know, no idea whatsoever. But so, uh, well, do you ever kiss Paul on the, uh, on the show? Well, you know, in one of the episodes, there's actually a sex scene between <gasps> us. But in order for you guys to see that and the shower scenes in Stop Requested. Where and you say lesbians? Where I'm making out with a girl. Y you got to go visit Indiegogo.com. Slash stop requested, and you need to visit the Divine Marigolds on Facebook. Wow, wow, that sounds like you've uh, been very busy. Uh, all right, ten thousand fo bucks, folks. Come on, cough them up. All right, now also that I, I don't have much time left, and I saved this for the very end. On Star Trek Phoenix, uh, you uh, were the the person that brought them onto my show at the very end. I can't thank you enough. That was a very great first show for me. So of course. Uh, you know, I've always wanted to get you back on the show to, to talk to you about the really cool character, which is Util. Um, oh, uh, Ulti. Ulti Ulti Natira, the Trill. She's like yeah. the ultimate uh, she is, interesting man. character. You know, at first, I, since she was part of the, the secret agent uh, thing that everybody on the ship hated, I wanted to hate this character. I didn't like Util at all, or Ulti. Yeah. Uh, but then, then when she was down on the planet fighting with the other people, uh, there's at one point where I thought she was dead, and uh, and I, I was so caught up in the story that when she came back and she was alive, she managed to fight that creature off with, uh -huh. by herself. I was uh -huh. going, yay! And I thought, suddenly I started liking your character. Yeah, she's was, fun. Well, that was one of those kind of things where I got my, my brain twisted around by the script and the show, yeah. which is... One of those lovely things I enjoy having done, and it was a really a great job by Well, the I will crew. say that uh, Ben Andrews, the director for Stop Requested and its co-writer and our business partner, he helped write that. I helped write that. Wow. We had um, 
James Lyle, who was part of Star Trek, helped write us. I'm sure Ben James put in a few words here and there. And actually, Ben James made a cameo role in Star Trek Phoenix. All right. Oh, I had a walk-on, yeah. It took me five times to walk properly. It was... <laughs> It's great. What was it? What did you do, Ben? I walked. I walked through you the corridor. You was a red shirt, weren't you? I was a red shirt. I walked through the so corridor. You know, eventually he's going to die anyway. Oh, red shirts die. Yes. Oh, oh, I'd love to die on Star Trek. That would be great. I would well, love to have we'll we'll definitely, you know, keep that in mind. Oh, thank figure you. Figure out a way to kill you off gruesomely. I had my head chopped off in a high school play once. It was really oh. great. But I was a, a ter- I was a, I was a rapist, so I deserved it. You recovered but, well. Oh, well, yeah, uh, well, you know, <laughs> what can I say? I've, I've lost my head on many occasions, and sometimes on this show. Um, it's, it's been interesting, but uh, now on Star Trek, um, I, I, have you guys finished the sequel yet? No, we're still gathering money for part two. You're ri- writing it still? Uh, well, the, ri- the writing's done. We're trying to get the funding for <gasps> oh, the second part. Oh, okay. um, and you can, again, you can just stphoenix.com. You can okay. visit there. Facebook, you can friend Star Trek Phoenix on Facebook. You know, Star Trek's a little bit more of a challenge because it's not our intellectual property. Okay. And so unlike doing a lot of the, the funding and, and, and intellectual property selling of T-shirts and things like that that we'll be doing for Abundant Productions and Stop Requested, we can't do that with Phoenix. It has to be all volunteer, make no money type of a situation for us to honor the brand and the intellectual property uh, laws right. around it. Okay. Well, but everything else that we work on in Abundant Productions is our own property so we don't okay. have those restrictions okay okay well i will say this since it's non-profit um if you donate ten thousand dollars to star trek the dagger since it's non-profit uh then yes uh well i'll tell you what for five thousand dollars i'll let you have with your way with me on my own tv show but that's uh <laughs> it went down uh, in the last five minutes it went down by half I'm You're gonna, whore, gonna get him for a sandwich say. here in about a half hour. <laughs> okay, well I'm just I just that, love that pizza outside uh, is smelling <laughs> pretty I just nice. Love Star Trek so much. I I, uh, I really want to see this sequel because I, I want to find out what happens. I have some good and plenty in my pocket. Uh, ben, don't tempt me now. That's, 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 I've uh, okay. Uh, anyway, you don't have ten thousand dollars, do you? Oh, I wouldn't be sitting here if I had $10,000. <laughs> Ouch, and quite appropriate, yes. Uh, well, at any rate, uh, it's uh, how much more time do we have, uh, boss? You, you have about a minute and a half. Well, I was hoping to. Uh, well, I'm, I'm feeling kind of goofy right now after uh, all this talk about well, it uh, was the spanking. having my way. Uh-huh. Yes, I know, I know. I came into this world having a great time, and I've been having a great time since. Oh, and speaking of great times, since we have about a minute left, uh, there's a movie that uh, deals with depression. I believe it's The Well. Yeah, it's actually, yeah. it's not a movie. It's a theater piece. Thank you for bringing that up. This yeah. is something Abundant Productions is doing as well. Um, you can look for it at most likely uh, Carco Theater or hopefully with Seattle Musical Theater sometime in early July, January or February of next year. We're working on the music now, um, and Ben James is actually in that and is uh, going to be part of our what we call our dopamine chorus. So it's a really oh, okay. wild trip okay. through depression. Well, I, I, I've, uh, I myself have suffered from depression at various times uh, and later in life and stuff. I've, I've have had a hard time with it. I've actually been to counseling for it, so I understand 
what depression is like. I don't know if you guys have ever suffered from it or not. You don't have I to I do. Me. I suffer really? from a clinical depression. It's one of the reasons that I wrote The Well, but I'll send you the playbook yeah. because oh, you, I think it's something God. a lot of people can relate well, to. I, you I, both I, need to well, snap the fuck out of it, really. Yeah, yeah. really. It's, it's hard for people who don't have never had depression to understand what it's like. It's not something you can just bounce out of like some people uh, seem so easy to do. I've 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 struggled with it too, and sometimes even when things are going real well for you, you sometimes can't get sure. out of it. It's 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 just a, a real, a difficult thing. It is, and it is chemical too. I've mm -hmm. I've, uh, I've I have, uh, some help in in the. Uh, uh, I do too. Uh, to, to dealing with it, and thank Better God. Better world that. through pharmaceuticals. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I just uh, drink. Well, well, that's I, I've done that too, uh, and smoke pot to to help deal with it. I'm, I'm not doing it right now. I can't focus or do good work on my show. You're not high I, right now. What? No. Oh. Um, no, I'm I'm kind of this way when I'm sober. Oh. When Are I'm, you sure you're not high off the spanking grade? <laughs> I did get a dopamine effect out of that. Excellent. Uh, I won't I won't lie about it. Um, uh, there, we're just about out of time now, aren't we? Darren. Well, Sorry, I had a phone call come in. Um, <laughs> we're, we're actually uh, we're ready to run the commercial, run outro if you're ready. Okay. Any cool. websites they want to drop? Anything they want to yeah, let our we viewers wanna, know? We want to promote God is there Perfect. We, it's our new we want to promote www.indiegogo.com slash stop requested. You can visit us on Twitter at your stop, Facebook, stop requested the movie, and visit abundantproductions.biz if you want to know more about us. Thank you. And good night, everyone. This has been the Multiversal News. I will give you a full report on what's happening around the multiverse. Bend over, Greg. No, it's... Uh...
I'm attorney Alexander Ransom. Have you been charged with a DUI or faced any other criminal charges? If you're in trouble with the law, you need a trial attorney who's aggressive, experienced, and effective. Call today for a free consultation, the law offices of Alexander Ransom. I look forward to serving you and getting your criminal charges reduced or dismissed. Call today. The law offices of Alexander Ransom. Call today. Our systems will rock your world. 